that stone. Stir up the gift. Lay your hands on me, God. Lay your hands on me. Stir up the gift that is on the inside of me. Stir up the gift that my, I may be productive in ministry. Thank you, Jesus. Stir up the gift. Lay your hands on me. Amen. Thank God for that inspirational song by Colorado Mass Choir. It's a throwback, but it's still good. Thank God for stirring up the gift. Amen. Thank you for another Sunday. We thank you for being who you are, which is the Christ, the anointed one, the one that has given us salvation and strength. We thank you for that, God. We thank you for being the chief cornerstone. We thank you for being the author and the finisher of our faith. We thank you for being a provider. Thank you for sustainability, God. We thank you for you sustaining us in this life. Amen. Thank God. And we thank you. And we forever will give you the praise, God, because you are all-powerful. And it's by your spirit that we are made alive through your spirit and through your word because your word is life. And that word is also faith because faith cometh by hearing the word of God. And we thank you for that, God. And I believe every word that you say to me by way of Rama or through your word in the word of God. My name is Apostle A.D. Jackson, Words of Deliverance Christian Center. And you can reach me at WDCC23 at yahoo.com that's wdcc23 at yahoo.com God in Jesus name let revelation revelation knowledge flow freely in this message and bless your people in Jesus name amen the lesson text for today is 2nd Timothy the first chapter in the sixth verse but we're going to start at the first verse, 2 Timothy 1 and 1. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, the anointed by the will of God, according to the promise of life. According to the promise of life, which is in Christ Jesus, the anointed. To Timothy, my dearly beloved son, which is Paul, is the mentor of Timothy. My dearly beloved son, grace, mercy, and peace from God, the Father, and Christ Jesus, the anointed, our Lord. I thank God, whom I serve from my forefathers with pure conscience, that without ceasing I have remembrance of thee in my prayers night and day greatly desiring to see thee being mindful 
of thy tears, that I may be filled with joy. When I call to remembrance the unfinished faith that is in thee, which dwelt first in thy grandmother Lois and thy mother Eunice, and I am persuaded that in thee also. Wherefore I put thee in remembrance, this is the lesson text, that thou stir up the gift of God, which is in thee by the putting on of my hands. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Be now, be not thou therefore ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me, his prisoner, but be thou partaker of the afflictions of the gospel according to the power of God, who have saved us and called us with an holy calling, not according to our works, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus the anointed before the world began, but is now made manifest by the appearing of our Savior, Jesus Christ, the anointed, who have abolished death and have brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. Thank God for the gospel. Thank God for Jesus Christ. Thank God for immortality. Amen. Thank God for that. And we magnify him because he is God. He is the king of kings. He is the Lord of lords. And he is the God of gods. Amen. Our lesson text for today is 2 Timothy 1 and 6. Wherefore I put thee in remembrance that thou stir up the gift of God which is in thee by the putting on of my hands. And the text for the day is stir up the gift to be effective in the ministry. Effective, prepared, and available for service. Adequate to accomplish a purpose producing the intended or expected result in destroying the works of the enemy. Prepare and available for service. Prepare to be effective. You have to prepare and be available, be available for service. Be adequate to accomplish a purpose, which is the will of God. That is your purpose. Like the Apostle Paul said. An apostle of Jesus Christ, the anointed by the will of God. So we have to prepare and be available for service adequate to accomplish a purpose producing the intended or expected result in destroying the works of the enemy. We need to be prepared to do that. And we thank God for that because what we need to do is what? Stir up the gift that God has given us by the laying on of hands that the ministers 
the elders that can stir up the gift by the laying on of hands and we need that in our lives in order to be effective and we thank God for that I want to read to you in the Amplified 2 Timothy 1 and 6 in the Amplified and it reads that is why I would remind you to stir up rekindle the embers of fan the flame of and keep burning the gracious gift of God the inner fire that is in you by means of the laying on of my hands with those of the elders at your ordination let me read that again because we need to know how to conduct this situation into the ministers, into the people, into the men of God, into the men that are called by the will of God according to the promise of life. And it reads, 2 Timothy 1 and 6. We're going to read that again in the Amplified. Listen very closely. That is why I would remind you to stir up, rekindle the embers of, fan the flame of, and keep burning the gracious gift of God, the inner fire that is in you by means of the laying on of my hands with those of the elders at your ordination. You are being ordained by the foundations of the world that you are and will be a part of God's will. And not only that you're going to be a part of God's will according to the promise of life, which is in Christ Jesus, the anointed. And remember, to be effective is to prepare and be available for service. Have everything adequate to accomplish a purpose. And we all have a purpose in this walk with Christ, in this walk with God. Why? Because we are in the will of God according to the promise of life. Purpose. Producing the intended or expected result in destroying the works of the enemy. And we need to have God's word down on the inside of us. And not only that, we have to have God's word down on the inside of us, but we need to stir up the gift to be effective in ministry. Amen. Thank God for that. Thank God for that. Again, Matthew, the 25th chapter, starting at the 14th verse. We are trying to cultivate 
In other words, we are cultivating your gifts. For the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling into a far country who called his own servants and delivered unto them his goods. Now we're still in the gift of stirring. For the kingdom of heaven, this is, listen very closely about this parable, about this parable. For the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling into a far country. He was leaving. Who called his own servants and delivered unto them his goods. And unto one he gave five talents. To another two. And to another one. To every man according to his several ability. And straightway took his journey. He travailed into a far country and straightway took his journey then he that had received the five talents went and traded with the same as made them other five talents and likewise he that had received two he also gained other two but he that had received one went and digged in the earth and hid his Lord's money. Now, listen to this one, the 18th verse of Matthew 25. But he that had received one went and digged in the earth and hid his Lord's money. Now, listen at disturb the gift, right? You have a talent, but the devil has persuaded you to bury your gift that was given to you. And this is what the enemy is trying to do with all of God's people. He wants you to bury your gifts because your gifts is part of God's purpose. Why? To multiply. To build the kingdom of God. Listen. But he that had received one went and digged in the earth and hid his Lord's money. After a long time, the Lord of those servants cometh. He's returning. He returned and reckoned with them. In other words, he's reconciling the gift that was given. And that's part of what accounting does. Accounting receivables reconciles with the numbers that we're giving them and those numbers should match up. And if they don't, you have to do it. You have to start all over again. Even if it was a penny off, we had to start all over again to bring that balance to zero. And so he that had received five talents came and brought of the five talents, saying, Lord, thou deliverest unto me five talents. Behold, look, listen, I have gained beside them five talents more. In other words, he produced 100% of his gifts that was given to him. His Lord said unto him, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. 
I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. He also that had received two talents came and said, Lord, thou deliverest unto me two talents. Behold, look, listen, I have gained two other talents besides them, 100% profit. His Lord said unto him, well done, good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. In other words, I will make you a good steward over many things. Since you have brought me back 100% profit, then I know that you are a good steward with the gifts. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. Then he which had received the one talent came and said, now here is an excuse that God does not want to hear. Why? Because you had the same ability to do that which was done with the five and the two. So what you have the one? Bring back another one that'll make it two. You got five and five, ten, you have two and two and four, then you have one and one and two. But there is an excuse, and we have a lot of saints. Most of us are filled with multiple excuses. Lord, I knew thee that thou art an hard man, reaping where thou hast not sown, and gathered where thou hast not straw. And I was afraid, and went and hid thy talent in the earth. He was afraid. Now, if you listen to what Paul said to Timothy, there is no fear. Lo, there thou hast that is thine. His Lord answered and said unto him, Thou wicked and slowful servant. Now, listen, I need to give you information on this passage of scripture. Verse 26, his Lord answered and said unto him, Thou wicked and slothful servant, knowest that I reap where I sown not, sowed not, and gather where I have not straw. Now listen to what Proverbs said, chapter 6, starting at the sixth verse. Now, his master called him a wicked and slowful servant. Listen, Proverbs, the sixth chapter, starting at the sixth verse. Go to the ant, thou sluggard. Now, slowful also means sluggard. Consider her ways and be wise, which having no gal, overseer, or ruler. Now, see, you listen at this part of overseer or ruler. 
which having no guide, no guide, I'm sorry, which having no guide, overseer, or ruler. Now mind you, the owner travailing into a far country. He left. But before he left, he left talents to his servants, which have no guide. They had no guide because he left. Overseer or ruler provided her meat in the summer and gathered her food in the harvest. How long wilt thou sleep, O sluggard? How long wilt thou sleep, O slowful? When thou when when wilt thou arise out of thy sleep? In other words, wake up and stay woke because if you do not do what the word is saying in this passage of scripture, scripture, listen, what Solomon is saying, yet a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to sleep. So shall thy poverty come as one that travaileth, and thy want as an armed man. I need to read that 11th verse again in Proverbs chapter 6. Listen very closely. And this is the owner that was speaking to his servant that had the one talent. He called him wicked and soulful. Now listen. The 11th verse in Proverbs, the 6th chapter. So shall thy poverty Come as one that travaileth, and thy want as a armed man, a naughty person, a wicked man, walketh with a forward mouth. In other words, you are having no productivity in your life. Slowful is sluggardly, indolent, lazy. Indolent is having or showing a disposition to avoid exertion. In other words, you don't even want to sweat or not trying to do anything, not motivated to anything in, to do anything in life to make your life better. Let me read that again. Slowful, which means slugger, indolent, or lazy. So the indolent, having or showing a disposition to avoid exertion, not trying, not motivated to do anything in life to make your life better. First Timothy, the fourth chapter, and it reads, starting at the sixth verse, listen. If thou put the brethren in remembrance of these things, thou shalt be a good minister of Jesus Christ, the anointed. Nourish up in the words of faith and of good doctrine. 
whereunto thou hast attained, but refuse profane and old wives' fables and exercise thyself rather unto godliness. Read that again, prophet. Read that again. If thou put the brethren in remembrance of these things, thou shalt be a good minister of Jesus Christ, the anointed, nourished, nourished up in the words of faith and of good doctrine, whereunto thou hast attained, but refuse profane and old wives' fables and exercise thyself rather unto godliness. And the eighth verse reads, For bodily exercise profited little, but godliness is profitable unto all things, having promise of the life that now is, and of that which is to come. In other words, what are you saying, preacher? What I am saying is that you cannot be lazy and expect something to happen. If you are avoiding to invest in the gift that God has given you, then you are a lazy, sluggard, slowful person. May I read that seventh verse again to you? But refuse profane and old wives' fables and exercise thyself rather unto godliness. For eighth verse, for bodily exercise profited little, but godliness is profitable unto all things. Having promise of the life that now is, having promise of the life that now is. In other words, right now and of that which is to come. In other words, right now and also that which is to come. In other words, you get more blessings on the way. So having a robust spiritual growth, a healthy mindset that you want to stir up the gift that God has given you. Stir it up and have a healthy mindset. Let your growth be spiritual and not physically with fables and exercise, which bodily exercise profited little. But godliness is profitable unto all things. Not some things, but unto all things. In the latter part of this verse, listen to it very carefully. Because God is a God of increase. Having promise, having, having, having promise of the life that now is, and of that which is to come. In other words, God is talking about increase. What you have now, yes, you have it. And also, it's going to be more to come. And of that which is to come. In other words, it's going to be more 
of it to come. So now you have, and now you received, but it's going to be more to come. Amen. Let's read that into the Amplified Bible. Into the Amplified Bible, we need to read that because that is a lot of information. First Timothy, the fourth chapter. We want to read First Timothy. The first chapter in the Amplified. The fourth chapter. I'm going to start at the sixth verse. Write this down if you really want to have this built in your spirit for growth. Sixth verse. If you lay all these instructions before the brethren. Now, listen. If you lay all these instructions before the brethren, you will be a worthy steward and a good minister of Christ Jesus the anointed. Every nourishing your own self on the truths of the faith and of the good Christian instruction which you have closely followed but refuse and avoid irrelevant legends profane and impure and godless godless fictions mere grandmother's tales and silly myths and express your disapproval of them. Train yourself toward godliness, piety, keeping yourself spiritually fit. Spiritually fit. In other words, have a robust spiritual life. Robust spiritual growth. Keeping yourself spiritually fit for physical training is of some value, useful for a little, but godliness, spiritual training is useful and of value in everything and in every way. For it holds promise for the present life and also for the life which is to come. Amen. That eighth verse is powerful. For physical training is of some value, useful for a little, but godliness, spiritual training is useful and of value in everything and in every way. For it holds promise for the present life and also for the life which is to come. We're talking about eternal life. Amen. God is good and God is merciful. Amen. Thank God for his multiple mercies because they are renewed day by day. Thank God for his mercy. Thank God for giving us a mind to want to stir up 
Corinthians, the 14th chapter. And we're going to talk about the zeal for the ministry because we have to have a zeal for the ministry. Even so ye, for as much as ye are zealous of spiritual gifts, seek that ye may excel to the edifying of the church. Seek that ye may excel to the edifying of the church. Yes, you have a zeal. Even so, ye, for as much as ye are zealous of spiritual gifts, seek that ye may excel to the edifying of the church. In other words, teach them to observe all things. Ecclesiastics, the ninth chapter, starting at the ninth, at the tenth verse. Whatsoever thy hand findeth to do, do it with thy might. For there is no work, nor device, nor knowledge, nor wisdom in the grave where thou goest. You can't do anything from the grave. Why? Because you are a dead man. Now here's the thing. You, whatsoever thy hand findeth to do, do it with thy might. For there is no work, nor device, nor knowledge, nor wisdom in the grave. Now, if you go back to what the apostle was saying, then that can be a spiritual death. That can be a spiritual death. You have all these gifts, knowledge. You have devices to use. But also you have wisdom, but you cannot do anything from the grave. You can't do anything from the grave. In other words, you can't do anything if your spiritual man is dead. I returned and saw under the sun that the race is not to the swift, nor the battle to the strong. Neither yet bread to the wise, nor yet riches to men of understanding, nor yet favor to men of skill. But time and chance happen to them all, for man also knoweth not his time, as the fishes that are taken in an evil net. Now, that, that is saying that the fishermen are taking the fish and Solomon is calling it an evil net for the fish because the fish wants to live but the net has been cast and some of the fishes has been caught inside the evil net and as the birds that are caught in the snare so are the sons of men snared in an evil time. In an evil time. When it falleth suddenly upon them. And see, the devil is not going to inform you of his attack. But it's going to be suddenly upon them. This wisdom have I seen also under the sun. And it seemed great unto me. There was a little city and few men within it. And there came a great king against it and besieged it and built great bulwarks against it. Now, this king took over this little city. 
And see, in other words, the devil wants to try to take away your boundaries. He wants to take away your spiritual land. And he wants to kill the spirit man that you may not go forth with your spiritual gifts to help the ministry. And not only to help the ministry, but to edify the church. Second Peter, starting at the first verse, Second Peter 1 and 10, sorry, wherefore the Wherefore, the rather, brethren, give diligence. Wherefore, the rather, brethren, give diligence to make your calling and election sure. For if ye do these things, ye shall never fall. For so an entrance shall be ministered unto you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, the anointed. Wherefore, 12th verse, I will not be, wherefore I will not be negligent to put you always in remembrance of these things, though ye know them and be established in the presence of truth. Yea, yeah, yea. I think it meet as long as I am in this tabernacle to stir up you to stir you up by putting you in remembrance. In other words, we need to continue to preach and teach and to stir up and to edify the church. To stir up and up by putting you in remembrance, knowing that shortly I must put off this this my tabernacle, even as our Lord Jesus Christ hath shown me. Moreover, I will endeavor that ye may be able, after my decease, to have these things also in remembrance. For we have not followed cunningly devised fables when we made known unto you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ the anointed but were eyewitnesses of his majesty in other words they were there they were there they were the witnesses of the Christ the anointed one and to stir means to move around and be active. In other words, I am telling you to stir up your gift and keep moving. Do not be lazy because laziness will cause you to fall into places that you do not want to be in. So stir up the gift. Lay your hands, God, on your people and stir up the gift that you have for them, God. Let the purpose manifest because the enemy is walking to and fro, seeking whom he may devour. And not only that, he wants to distract you from your purpose. Keep moving. 
Don't stop. Continue on. In other words, keep the zeal that God has given you. Keep that zeal and be effective. Keep preparing yourself to be available for service. To accomplish the purpose and the call of our God. And we need to remain walking in our purpose. Because why? We have to produce the intended or expected result in order to destroy the works of the enemy. Father, we thank you for this message. And we magnify you because you are the one that says it's not by might nor by power but it's by my spirit saith the Lord Lord let your spirit rest rule and abide in our lives let it abide in our inner man give us the ability to keep stirring up the gift of your people to edify them, to bring them back to remembrance of you because you said in your word, I, if I be lifted up, I would draw all men. God, draw them right now, God. We are lifting you up. Why? Because you are the one that was on the cross and we need to lift up you on the cross to let them know that you are the one that died on the cross for them for their sins, God. Thank you for salvation. Thank you for strength. Thank you for establishing us in your word, God. Stir up the gift to be effective in ministry. God, we thank you for that word. We magnify you for that word. We want this word to get down on the inside of us so we can walk in your word and do what your word says to minister to your people because we are agents and we are ambassadors for you God and we are lifting you up because you are the one that died on the cross for our sins so we're lifting you up right now God come to Jesus confess your sins and accept Christ as your Lord and Savior because he has been lifted. In Jesus' name, God, we thank you for your word and we forever will be established in your word, God. And we thank you again. In Jesus' name, amen.